Wrestling Podcast Episode 5 Thanks for listening Thanks for tuning in Whether you're on Blackberry iTunes YouTube Whatever Thanks very much uh, Got a good little bit To discuss today First being Chris Jericho Has been suspended For 30 days Which started as Indefinitely But he is now Suspended For 30 days For kicking A Brazilian flag People While Wrestling a house show In Brazil Apparently this flag made its way into the ring. I uh, don't know if maybe a fawn or something threw it in, or I'm sure it was a fawn threw it into the ring. <clears throat> and Chris Jericho kicked the flag, and apparently the match was stopped by the local authorities, and Chris Jericho was given the option to either apologise to the crowd in attendance, or face face the law, you know, go to jail or whatever, and Chris Jericho apologised and he tweeted after it about, you know, how much he wants to return to the country and all this shit, but WWE has suspended him for being a fucking wrestler doing his job, you know, and to me that is fucking insane, he's a fucking wrestler, you know, the people in Brazil not know that wrestling isn't real, you know, this, he's playing a fucking role, and... Uh, to me, it's just fucking ridiculous that WWE has gone along and fucking suspended him for being a heel. I believe it's probably a lot to do with damage control or whatever, and probably showing, you know, trying to show the people of Brazil or the authorities in Brazil that WWE's taken taking it seriously. But I don't think for one fucking second that he should have been suspended. It's a little harsh. Now keep in mind that Chris Jericho's contract is supposed to be coming up soon and all this shit and blah 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 and it's a way to get him off TV or whatever. But fucking ridiculous. Also WWE could be doing it, you know, to elevate this heel character, you know, trying to use the situation. Maybe, that would be, that would probably be a smart thing to do, but when the fuck does WWE ever do the right thing, the smart thing or whatever? So, yep, as far as we know, Chris Jericho has indeed been suspended. So, I watched Smackdown yesterday, and hmm, not a lot going down on the Smackdown front. Apart from that, I was completely shocked by Ryback's stiff match with those two jobbers. He fucking, uh, to finish the match he done, you know, it was a kind of, Double some one drop lifting both of the guys up from dead weight and uh giving both of them this kind of some one drop variation thing and they must have took some strength, but that's what people are talking about. Before if you watch the match back, he does a run on clothesline at one of the jobbers. I, I can't even remember their names. Uh, he done this clothesline and fuck me, it was fucking stiff. He hit him hard. And I mean hard. He nearly took the poor jobber's fucking head off his shoulders. So it was quite good to watch. I'm still still not converted to right back by no means, but Jesus Christ, I've, I've never saw such a stiff match. 
So anyway, Smackdown very quickly run down it. Eve Torres opens up the show saying that John Laurinaitis wasn't in attendance so she'd be running the show. Then Alberto Del Rio came to the ring saying that he wants the title shot for No Way Out. And then Randy Orton came to the ring and then Kane came to the ring. And Kane's fucking reason for wanting the title shot is because it was Smackdown episode 666. What a load of fucking bullshit. Anyway, so she makes a match, the triple threat match. And the winner will get a title shot at No Way Out for the World Heavyweight Championship against Sheamus or whatever. So, yeah, that was first. And Christian and uh, Hunigo had a little match, and you can pretty much guess who won. Um, pretty, well, standard match, standard match. Cody Rhodes came down after the match, after Christian won, obviously, and said that Christian was uh, defacing the icy belt. He was... But it was held by the greats, he says, like Sean Michaels, Randy Savage, and Christian's ruining the belt, so it probably looks like uh, it'll be Cody Rhodes and Christian at No Way Out. The Usos next wrestle Titus O'Neill and Darn Young, with Titus O'Neill and Darn Young going over. Then we had the Ryback match, which was <laughs> quite interesting. Uh, Santino Morales next versus Ra- Ra- Ricardo, 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 blah, 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 Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, this was a comedy match for the children, and obviously Santino won it. Seamus then came down the ring, and he was being forced to apologise for steamrolling through uh, John Laurinaitis the week before. We talked about it on the podcast. Why didn't he get suspended? So he was going to apologise, and he didn't, and... Vicky Guerrero came to the ring and all, or sorry, came to the entrance way and announced that Seamus will have a match against Jack Swagger. And, uh, the match was actually okay. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the super shits, but yeah, it was, well, Seamus won anyway. And next we had Damien Sandow versus Yoshi Tatsu. And, uh, Damien Sandow, he's showing, I know he wrestled a lot on the independence and all that shit, and he didn't have the fucking beard. But, um, Damien Sandow looked really good here, actually. Um, yeah, he's one to look out for. Um, they're gonna have to work on a different finisher for him. The neckbreaker doesn't really do it in my books, so. Let's see what to do with him. Uh, then we'll have the main event triple threat match. We already reported last week that Alberto Del Rio won the match due to interference from Daniel Bryan distracting Kane. Um, we don't really have an excuse at the minute for Randy Orton. He was just being fucking blonde as usual. But, yeah, Daniel Bryan came down during Kane's entrance and also at the end of the match to cause a distraction. And uh, Alberto Del Rio picks up the win and he will face Sheamus at No Way Out. Fucking brilliant. Brock Lesnar attended UFC 146. When questioned about it, Dana White was very cryptic to the reporter who asked why he was there. And, you know, it came to the question, is Brock Lesnar making a UFC return? And Dana White said, possibly. So, there you go. Take from that what you will. Um, 
Triple H and Arn Anderson are being advertised for WWE tapings in South Carolina. Triple H has also been reported for other dates and on SmackDown actually. 612 edition of SmackDown, Triple H has also uh, penned in for those shows where we've been advertised for them. So we'll see where that's going storyline ways. So yeah, also in news. <laughs> actually I should have said this earlier. Sin Kala. <laughs> Sin Bacha. Bacha Kara. Whatever the fuck you want to call him. Is returning next week to Smackdown. Hopefully during his time off. He's learned how to do things like. Get into a fucking wrestling ring. And uh, not fucking botch the whole matchup. So we'll see where. We'll see where that goes. Sin Kara coming back. Yep. And the revolution. The Revolution X has been revealed. It was leaked that the Revolution uh, is actually all these videos was for the WWE 13 video game. Yes, I know what a letdown. Um, the trailer does look good, but I. Uh, I'm just surprised that they done the went this fucking the went so far out for a wrestling video game. Um, hopefully they they change this SmackDown video game play up, and hopefully it is a complete new, uh, you know, engine. Uh, it's just a complete different fucking game because honestly, this the WWE 12 was good, but it's so played out now, man. They really need to change that up, and hopefully they are going to do this, but I was hoping this would have been something for TV, the revolution, you know. I thought it would have been something to do with the cruiserweight division, but no, completely wrong. It's for the WWE 13 game, which will be available in November. So, there you go. Thanks very much, WWE Twatbags. Revolution X. Send your comments and questions to sadwrestlingfan at mail.com. So I guess now would be as good as time as ever, really, to do the A to Z of WWE, and we're on the letter C. Uh, for those that don't know, well, you should know by now, we pick a good wrestler and a bad wrestler from the WWE Encyclopedia, and uh, have a little read at their entry, and... Uh, See what fucking, see what comes of it. So see, uh, the obvious choice for the good wrestler obviously is going to be CM Punk, but we're going to do something a little different. <laughs> right, don't get me wrong, he's a good wrestler, he's also a sick murdering bitch, but we're going to look at Chris Benoit. Benoit. From Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, signature move, the Crippler Crossface. When Chris Benoit was 12 years old, he saw the dynamite kid perform in the ring. At that moment, he dedicated himself to building his body, whoa, he did indeed, <laughs> for a career in sports entertainment. After graduating high school in 1985, Chris followed his dream and every week drove almost 200 miles to train in Stu Hart's famous dungeon. Benoit worked tirelessly to learn the sacred art and emulate Dynamite Kid's mannerisms and moves. 
Shortly thereafter, he debuted in Calgary Stampede Wrestling on in Japan. By the early 1990s, Benoit had a reputation as one of the world's greatest technical competitors. After he won Japan's prestigious Super J Cup tournament in 1994, he arrived in ECW, where he had many memorable matches and held the ECW World Tag Team Championship with Dean Malenko. In October 1995, Benoit signed with World Championship Wrestling and was quickly recruited by future WWE Hall of Famer Nature Boy Ric Flair for revival of the Four Horsemen. While Chris eventually held every championship the company had to offer, he knew what he truly wanted to achieve in sports entertainment and he knew that that was unattainable in WCW. In January 2000, he made a radical debut alongside Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn. In WWE, Benoit competed against many of the best, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho and Batista. <laughs> Batista. In 2004, Benoit defied the odds when he led... Sorry. Benoit defied the odds when he bested 29 other superstars to win the Royal Rumble. This monumental accomplishment led him to fulfilling his destiny at WrestleMania 20 when he captured the World Heavyweight Championship in a triple threat match against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. After the realisation of an 18-year dream, Benoit defended his championship against all challengers. While he lost a prestigious prize nine months later to Randy Orton at SummerSlam, Benoit remained a top contender for many of WWE's renowned championships. So there you go. There should also be a paragraph under here that says, he also fucking murdered his wife and kids, and he hung himself. Chris Benoit will make you tap. Alright, so that's Chris Benoit, um, for a good wrestler, and for our bad wrestler, we are going to look at, crime time. <laughs> money, money. Uh, yeah, crime time, the stereotypical, uh, just stereotypical black people, really, from the WWE's perspective. Uh, in an attempt to entertain WWE audiences, crime time proudly performs over the top parties of the typical soci- social stereotypes. Oh, well, there you go. They have encountered during their lives, including stealing cars, televisions, wallets, and more. <laughs> In the ring, however, it's all business for crime time, don't you know? Using the perfect combination of speed and power, JTG and Shad can hang with WWE's best teams, as evidenced as, uh, by their debut victory over Spirit Squad in October 2006. Their momentum carried over into their first pay-per-view match, where they stole a win from the Highlanders, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch, Charlie Haas and Viscera at Sabre Sunday. Crime Time began a six-month hiatus from WWE in September 2007. Upon returning to the company in 2008, however, JTG and Shad picked up right where they left off, stealing other people's money, money, yeah, yeah. They even found themselves alongside John Cena during his war against JBL. Crime Time, great. Fucking, that was just as born as Crime Time themselves. Thanks very much for that. Also on C with the Cruiserweight Championship, which lists um, the first ever Cruiserweight Champion to the very last. The first ever, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship, which was also defended in WCW. Um, the first ever, the first recorded Cruiserweight Champion was uh, Brian Pillman, who defeated uh, Richard Morton, 1991, October 
27th, uh, in the finals of a tournament, Brian Pullman uh, defeated Richard Morton. On the very last one, over to July 23rd, 2007, Hornswoggle defeated Jamie Noble. Hornswoggle pinned Jamie Noble in a cruiserweight open that included Shannon Moore, Jimmy Wang Yang, Funaki, and then champion Chavito Guerrero. So there you go, that was the letter C. Also we had CM Punk, uh, Cody Rhodes, China, Clarence Mason, <laughs> um, Christian, Christy Hemme, Chris Masters, Chris Jericho, Christopher Nowinski, and all that good shit. <laughs> So, I got a Twitter account. Yes, I got a Twitter account for the sake of hooring this show out to as many people as possible and annoying people with links to this podcast because I'm a fucking douchebag. But one of the interesting things about Twitter, which I found is everybody, anybody is speaking about anything on your mind that you can think of some point in time in the last 24 hours it's just pretty amazing what you can type into the search and see what comes up you know based on any fucking thing you can think of so just for shits and giggles we're going to go into the search bar here and i'm going to type in suck my balls and we can see the tweets which contain suck my balls within the last you know well it goes back a couple of days so um, without your consent, A1 Fly says, if you hating bitch, suck my balls. Fuck your life, tweeted, IDGAF, how bad it looks, or how many people are watching me, if I'm high, I sit there and play with my balls, period, lol. Great. Um, Joni says, all of y'all can suck my balls through my drawers. <laughs> and broadly J Tim typed good morning and suck my balls Jesse Rogers tweeted traffic can suck my balls while Wesley Portwain said suck my balls seems like the perfect response to just about any question hmm uh Julio Caesar Castillo on the 19th of May tweeted, I'm a fucking lad bitches act like they don't want to suck my shit and tickle my balls. <laughs> Super what you can type into this and just, you know, it'll always come up. Let's type in, uh, Chris Banwa. And tweets, uh, even Chris, uh, Nick said, even Chris Benoit knew it, why he offed himself too soon. Ah. Uh, wrapped it up, says, y'all are, y'all are all talk, rush, and I'm fly top rope Chris Benoit. Okay. Um, Mark says, I don't see if people like wrestling and don't like rap. Seeing happy birthday Chris Benoit on TLs, but no happy birthday Biggie is disturbing. <laughs> okay then. Uh, oh, it must have been Chris Benoit's birthday recently then, yeah. Uh, on the 21st of May actually it was, so we're gonna see some birthday match, uh, birthday tweets, sorry. 
Hashtag never forget Chris Benoit almost five years ago I'd hold out a piece until June. Mm, he killed his fucking kid. Come on. Uh, Nick Cesario and whatever it says Chris Benoit came to my job again. <laughs> Great. Well, Chris Benoit also has a Twitter account. <laughs> Let's have a look at this. Um, yeah, Chris Benoit. Obviously fake, but... Uh, Description for Chris, at Chris Benoit, at Chris Underlane Benoit. I'm a family man. <laughs> In my spare time, I enjoy hanging with my family and reading the Bible. I'm missing teeth, LOL. Uh, and he's from hell. Uh, the recent tweets from Chris Benoit, well, the last one was the 30th of January, it says, getting ready for the Royal Rumble. I hope a bionic elbow roots for me. Gotta win the night like I did in 2004. It says, I'm also a great submission specialist, just ask my wife and child. And on the 3rd of January, he tweeted, uh, Do you know how many times I could have made Orlando Jordan top? Do you know how many cups of coffee I could have made? <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. So, uh, We'll have one more Twitter search and read out a couple of things. I'm just trying to think of something really fucking... <laughs> I'll try eat. Shit. And see what comes up. Hapsi <laughs> uh, Anita says, I tell every, I tell myself every day, tomorrow I'm going to eat healthier. I ain't shit. Uh, Too Big E tweeted, Yo, can someone massage my back? Gee shit, I'll buy you food and let you eat off my big ass. Deal. <laughs> Um, no, this isn't actually good. We'll just write, uh, we'll just look for, you are a cunt. <laughs> uh, see what comes up on Twitter for you are a cunt. Um, uh, Bill Anthony, uh, tweeted, have I done something wrong or are you just being a cunt? Gabrielle tweeted, I will unfollow anyone that even says I will donate 10p for every follow retweet I get. You are a cunt amongst cunts if you do that. <laughs> Very rude tweets. Uh, tweeted. The saying, you are what you eat, is completely unrealistic. I find it hard to believe that Justin Bieber has ever eaten a cunt. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> uh, dear Fly, you flew... Uh, this is from Luke Fly Talker. <laughs> Dear Fly, you flew through my wide open window, yet you can't seem to find your way out of my wide open window. Are you a cunt? Um, Pimple Eye tweeted on the 24th of May, I don't need the voices in my head to tell me what a cunt you are. And finally, uh, Jay tweeted, If you find the word cunt disgusting, the chances are you are a cunt. <laughs> That's actually very good. <laughs> yep, so there you go. You can get some laughs on Twitter by just searching for what people... Uh, people just talk about anything at any given time. Remember to email your comments, sodwrestlingfan at mail.com. Uh, <clears throat> on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash sodwrestlingfan, youtube.com forward slash sodwrestlingfan. And uh, I think I'll be this week. We'll go to .com for the homepage. So we'll keep you updated on that. As it draws closer. So just to wrap things up, we'll have a quick pr-
preview of the night's uh, Raw last week on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we all learned that John Laurinaitis was still in charge, obviously thanks to the big show, where the animosity between the heels and the baby faces was apparent, <laughs> to say the least, during the John Cena and Sheamus versus Tensei, Dolph Ziggler, the Lumberjack 3-on-2 handicap match in which all the Lumberjacks were heels. Uh, as you know, the match ended when the Lumberjacks attacked Cena and Sheamus, prompting the baby faces to come out and even the odds. So what will happen on this week's Raw? Yeah, well, who's going to challenge Punk for the WWE Championship at No Way Out? Well, it looks like it will either be Daniel Bryan or Kane, who likely challenge CM Punk for the championship. The question is, will it be Bryan or Kane or... A triple threat or somebody else or whatever. I'd say you're going to get the answer for that tonight. And well, we'll know the feud between Cena and Shows just starting to get ready. So I'd expect uh, expect some promos or them to be involved in some sort of tag match or whatever tonight. I'm sure it'll end with those two in the ring, whatever way, whatever way Raw goes, and. Uh, Last week's tag match was just the beginning of a power struggle, so to speak, between the babyface stars who support Teddy Long and the heel stars that support Laurinaitis. So expect the faces to face the wrath of Big Johnny yesterday. And Sheamus is due to learn his punishment tonight for steamrolling uh, John Laurinaitis. And where does Randy Orton go now with the Chris Jericho suspension? So... We're going to have to have to ponder that one and see where that goes tonight on Raw. Don't expect it to be a great show, but I will be sitting through it. And there will be a show tomorrow going through Raw, the highs and lows of our favourite fucking weekly show, unfortunately. So that'll do it for this week. Oh, sorry, this week. Fuck, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, thanks for listening. Get in touch with the show. And have a nice day, whatever you're doing, peeps. It's the Shag Wrestling Fan.